Hi, this is Matt Spiro. Thanks for listening to Le Bourgeois. Don't forget, we welcome your comments on social media using the hashtag Le Bourgeois or via our email leagueandpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy this week's pod and we'll be back very soon. A bientôt. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Le Bourgeois. And we have Alex Chaffer once again in the house to give us the lowdown on Borussia Dortmund ahead of Wednesday's second leg. It's the Champions League, last 16. It's back at the Parc des Princes and the pressure very much on Paris Saint-Germain. Alex, welcome. And uh, can I first say, well done, because uh, I can't believe it, you actually got the, the first leg result right. Yeah, I'm going for two two for two now. That's my plan. So I'm going to try and predict this one right as well. And people people who've learned the lessons of the first leg can can listen to me and hopefully get it. Right. I'll get it right again for the second leg. I I for one will will suddenly start listening to you after after years of not doing so. But uh, I certainly learned my lesson. Now the post first leg. I mean Paris Saint Germain. There were a lot of questions about them. Bizarrely, some of the Paris Saint Germain players saying we lack the determination to. <laughs> to win the game and to, to match Borussia Dortmund, which I found curious because if you can't get up for a Champions League last 16 tie when you know that everything's on the line over over 180 minutes, what can you get yourselves up for? And what was the, what was the reaction from, uh, from the Dortmund camp after that first leg? Uh, it was, I think they were quite surprised at the fact that they could actually, you know, get the win. Obviously, it was... Uh, a tense game and it looked like Dortmund would be the side who would get a win if either of the sides could and obviously it just came from a, from a moment of magic from, from Erling Haaland really to win the game but I think Dortmund are a lot more confident now about going through over the two legs having seen what happened in the first leg they've, they've been able to see that their defence can handle uh, the PSG attack if, if you know they set up the right way and, and, and can manage themselves over 90 minutes and, and in the last couple of weeks in the Bundesliga, they've had good tests as well to to make sure that their defence isn't. It wasn't just a one-off, you know. They've they've played superbly in the Bundesliga the, over the last few weeks. So um, yeah, I think confidence confidence was high um, already, but after playing the first game and the last couple of weeks for for Favre's side, the confidence is is even higher. Yeah, um, Paris Saint Germain's game against Strasbourg on Saturday was called off due to the coronavirus, and. Maybe Paris Saint-Germain will be relatively happy because it means that none of their players can get injured, at least in, in competitive football, although, of course, it could still happen in training. It, it does seem, though, that PSG have been rather obsessed with this game, that the French media are really focusing on it. I mean, every time in, in, the, in the, the three or four games that PSG have had, including uh, the midweek Coupe de France semi-final win against Lyon, which was a pretty emphatic performance from them Kylian Mbappe was was superb but every time the post-match reaction has been about well that was a good warm-up for Dortmund and this org as well for Dortmund and they, they seem to be really putting all of their eggs very much in in one basket is that the case for Dortmund too? Uh, it hasn't been just because they had the huge game against Gladbach, uh, which was played yesterday or on Saturday and and obviously in the week leading up to it the as well as thinking about PSG in the future, very much the full focus of the players and the media was on making sure that Dortmund had a good result from that Gladbach game, just because of how how tight the title race is in Germany and how uh, how that win was such a vital one, because it's it's put them one point behind Bayern, who play later today, and um, you know being able to get those three points was was huge for them and for for Dortmund. It's 
it's not a case that you know they've given up on the lead title yet or that they know they're going to win it it's very much still a battle that's going on and and it's the same in the champions league so they're trying to compete on more than one front and and obviously psg could probably say that you know the lead title is not sewn up yet but they feel confident that they can you know, go on and, and, and win that um, and probably put their concentration further onto the game against Dortmund. So for, for Dortmund, it was still a big week leading up to the weekend's game. And now, obviously, the full focus is on PSG. But, um, you know, they've definitely taken it game by game since since the PSG win in the first leg. How do, how do you think Dortmund will approach this second leg? I mean, Lucien Favre is a, is, really is a master tactician. Will they play in the the same way as they played in the first leg? Do you do you see him making any tweaks to the to the lineup or or to his strategy? I like to think that they will stay the same way, um, but you just never know with Favre. He's, you know, they 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 adopted this new system with three at the back um, in the turn of the year, and they've lost only one game since the turn of the year, and that's when they changed the system against Leverkusen and then conceded four goals and lost four three. So I think Favre, in that sense, has learned his lesson that. A change of system isn't needed. Uh, you know, obviously it's a completely different kettle of fish playing the way against PSG than Leverkusen. But um, I think Favre knows that his team feels confident and comfortable in this new system. And, and and coming into this game, you know, against Gladbach, Sancho started on the bench. He came on and got an assist. So he he's he's not been training fully. That's why he didn't start the game against Gladbach. But the fact that he still came on and and, and produced some magic uh, tells you all about Sancho that you need to know. And obviously he's rested up slightly ahead of the game. Uh, Erling Haaland has not scored in two Bundesliga games in a row for the first time since joining. So you know people Rubbish. are saying he's, he's know, gone. Yep, he's he's over the it. hill. He'll he'll be out the door in the summer, no problem for Dortmund. <laughs> but you know people can say that you know maybe he'll be able to bounce back or can he bounce back against against PSG, but. As, as we talked about in the first leg, I think Dortmund's biggest concern going into the game was their defence. And, and in recent weeks, it's been fantastic. They, they kept three clean sheets on the bounce in the Bundesliga against Frankfurt, Bremen and, and Freiburg and conceded just once away from home against Gladbach. So, um, you know, they're, they're confident in their defence. Um, and I, don't, I really don't think much will change, to be honest. I think Hazard and Sancho will probably support Haaland in attack. Um, there's the option that Brandt might play instead of Hazard and bring maybe more some some more midfield structure to the team. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think Favre will be very cautious about trying to change too much. So Haaland and, Haaland and Sancho, of the obvious threats, uh, as are maybe Brandt as, as well. You, you mentioned the, the, the three uh, at the back. One of them has been Dan Axel Zagadou, who I, I thought wasn't all that up to, up to much in uh, the last couple of seasons. But he seems to really have provided something that has, has, has given a quite a good deal of stability to that Dortmund back three. And then, of course, you have Mats Hummels with the experience and the real quality to link defence and attack. Yeah, definitely. He's come on leaps and bounds this season. And, um, you know, as you said, having the experience of Mats Hummels and, and even Lukas Piszczek the other side in that three-man defence, it's, it's helping him come on and improve every game he plays. Obviously, in the first leg, he was slightly at fault for, for Mbappe's goal, having sort of leapt in a bit too early and, and went to ground and allowed Mbappe to get past him. Um, but, you know, he's a young guy. He's still he's still uh, 19 years old. Um, so he's learning every game and, and you can expect that it's going to be a special game for him, obviously, being a former PSG man. He'll want to go there and, and show his former employers how, how much he has improved uh, since he's joined Dortmund. So uh, he's a key man in that defence, as you said, as well. He's a colossus. The, the Dortmund players love him and, and think he's an absolute beast and 
uh, he he grabbed a goal a couple of weeks ago, so he's he's also in form going forward as well from from corners and set pieces. Is always a threat being so tall and big as he is. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's been a Fremantle defence that, as I said, has worked superbly. And for them, it's about Pishek and, and Zagadou and doing a lot of the defensive work and allowing Hummels to be a sort of quarterback and, and and setting Dortmund attacks up and sending long balls over, which might be what they try and do maybe sit back against PSG and, and allow Hummels to, to be the dictator that they need for their for their counter-attacking sort of uh, play on the road. So, yeah, it's going to be a big game for Zagadou and uh, he's definitely in the right form to be able to to show PSG uh, what they've missed. Yeah, Piszczek was certainly one of the key men in the first leg. It, even L'Equipe, the French Sports Daily, singled him out for praise for very, very quickly closing down Neymar, not allowing him to turn with the ball at his feet, keeping him with his back to goal, which, uh, of course, is, is perhaps not not really his strength. The, the question is whether Dortmund can really keep Paris Saint-Germain at bay, but it could also be, on the other on the other hand, whether PSG can as well. There's uh, doubts over Thiago Silva's fitness. He wouldn't have played yesterday at Strasbourg, even if uh, the game had been on. I mean, Dortmund must be pretty confident that they can at least snatch it and away goal. Yeah, definitely. I think Dortmund are confident about getting that goal. Um, you know, obviously Haaland's not scored for a couple of games, but he's just brought something different to, to the Dortmund way of playing. But uh, you know, as well as Haaland and, and, and Sancho being bang in form, he's Sancho's assisted or scored in his last eight straight Bundesliga games. So he's on a special run. But as you mentioned before, Julian Brandt's a special player and brings a lot to the table and he was great against uh, against Gladbach. And Thorgan Hazard, of course, uh, scored in the game against his former club with a, a lovely goal where he Cruyff turned uh, past three defenders in the box and, and slotted home with his left foot. So Hazard's in form as well, and it's 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 fantastic for Dortmund that not you know they're not having to rely on the likes of Haaland and Sancho every game. They can they can start with Sancho on the bench and still pluck out a result. Um, and obviously, even in midfield as well, it's it, the signing of Emre Chan was was looked at cautiously. Maybe he's a bit you know not quite good enough for, for Dortmund's level. He's been out of action for Juventus in the last few months, but he and he and Witzel have formed an outstanding partnership in midfield that's brought a lot of structure to the way they play and a lot of defensive stability. So, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely confident about going in and getting a goal at PSG and, uh, and hopefully for them it goes the same way as the first leg where they can also shut, shut out most of uh, the talent of, of PSG's attack. Well, you mentioned about plucking out a result. It's time for you to do one now. You did that very <laughs> Very successfully. I, I seem to remember that I also went for 2-1, although I did add the caveat that it would be 2-1 after about 10 minutes, which uh, <laughs> I have to say didn't really work out. But still, let, you know, win some, you generally lose some. Um, Alex, the uh, second leg, who wins? What's the result? And uh, most importantly, who goes through? I think PSG are going to come out of come out of the gates absolutely flying. And I think They'll get an early goal, which will sort of set the players on fire and, and test Dortmund's waters. But I do think that, as we mentioned, Dortmund can get a goal away from home. So I'm going to go for a draw and say that it's going to be two all. I think the game's going to open up towards the end as PSG look to, to push on and go through. And maybe Dortmund can grab a goal on the counter-attack through the likes of Hakimi and Sancho racing forward. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for two all. And I'm going to sadly say for, for, for French football fans and, and listeners that... Pishy are going to head out uh, of the competition at this stage. Controversial. Well, at least as far as Le Bourgeois is is concerned, although it's uh, certainly not uh, outside the realms of, of possibility. We've seen PSG go out at this stage 
uh, in the last couple of seasons, sometimes unfortunately so, sometimes without giving it a real go. I'm pretty sure, as you said, they'll come racing out of the blocks, notably with Mbappe and Neymar. And uh, there should be fireworks at the Parc des Princes on Wednesday night. Thanks a lot for your time, Alex. And uh, I'll be certain to uh, be sending you a couple of messages if you get the result uh, wrong. I'll be hiding. <laughs> I'll be hiding if you get it right again. As we say, as you said, uh, we win some and lose some. So let's see what happens. Thanks a lot, Alex. Enjoy the game. Thank you. You too.